Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to another fine episode of Last Minute Kickout. I am Pete Titans Creed Nethercoat, joined always by the magnificent bearded duo of one Mr. Kevin, the Kevin Eva Eva. Hi. And one Mr. John Turbo Finley. Greetings again. How are you both doing, you fine, fine gentlemen? Uh, it's... It's an interesting time for wrestling. It's an interesting time for me. Yeah, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know yet. It's the wonderful world of wrestling, Kev. It's always going to be mystical and magical in so many different ways. I, uh, as I'm sure both of you will attest, I wish somebody was booking my life better. I think we all wish that. Exactly. Not your yeah. life, but our yeah, lives. We all, yeah, yeah exactly. all of our we, lives. We all wish we were being booked better in this uh, wonderful uh, wonderful program that is life. But uh, it is what it is, and we move forward, correct? Absolutely. And today we are talking about SummerSlam. Mm, that was a thing that happened. It was a thing that happened. What are your general, like, immediate thoughts on it? Uh, mine was pretty much one word, consistent, because this is consistent from what happened in the last uh, WWE pay-per-view that we had. Yeah, in pretty much the same quality, in my opinion, of course. I thought it was a generally good pay-per-view. A lot of highs, not, not that many lows. I just wish that all pay-per-views could be that consistent. I get the feeling Kev doesn't really like it as much. WrestleMania Light was interesting. It was later, this. I'll tell you that much. There, there's uh, nothing wrong with it being WrestleMania Light, let's be fair. I was... Actually, no. WrestleMania Light is any of the Saudi Arabia shows. I have, I have a distinct problem with one of the matches, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Oh yes! Oh, I, I I know what you're gonna be talking about uh, later on. I am... mm. It's it's with your favorite wrestler of WWE. My favorite wrestler, but it, but it's ironically I'm not unnecessarily annoyed about that. It's... The person in general. No, yeah. it's not not actually the comp the competitors. I mean, I mean we'll, we'll get to it, but yeah. Mm. I enjoyed it. For what it's for what it's worth, I had I enjoyed it. But yes, um, did you guys watch the pre-show? Uh, I did. I watched the show, uh, matches. I did miss out on a couple of uh, key, um, like promo spots essentially that happened during it. But uh, I'm sure you'll talk about them. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, Mr. Kev, did you catch the pre-show or not? I did not catch the pre-show on this occasion. Okie dokie. Well, we'll start quickly with Drew Gulak uh, versus Oni Lorcan for the Cruiserweight Championship. Mr. John. Again, like before, a standard, uh, you know, kind of like uh, Cruiserweight uh, altercation between uh, two really good uh, wrestlers. Only Lorcan, obviously, being the striker of uh, the two this time that around. Massive finger. Uh, <laughs> He knows where to stick it. Uh, um, but no, no it was, uh, obviously it's what, what I was ex expecting from Lorcan. 
like because uh, his work up from NXT then into 205 Live, it's obviously evident. Shame, um, it's not the same caliber as other uh, things, but I could definitely say it was better than the last Cruiserweight match that we had on the pre-show. So, in my opinion, you know. I think it was because I just started watching NXT as well. You see, mm-hmm. so it's um, it's one of those things where I watched I watched the um, the number one contender match for this, and I was like, uh, well, this random guy who I've never heard of before is uh, isn't going to be winning this anytime soon, are they? So it was kind of like you could tell where it was going to go. Unfortunately, um, you had that. Uh, mindset for a majority of this card, really. You had yeah, that absolutely. Yeah, with, I know with, this is what. With this the exception is of what, with the exception of one match, I, I think the entire card was very predictable. But other, otherwise, it was it was fun to watch, though. Like I think that's the difference. Like uh, even if it is predictable, the the matches are fun to watch, and that's the big thing, you know. Hmm. But yeah, uh, Drew Gulak defended the cruiserweight championship. Uh, moving on to uh, Clash of Champions, I'm going to assume he'll defend it against somebody else as well. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll if it's see, not we'll Jack Gallagher uh, at Clash of Champions, I don't know what they can do to like make the title scene more active and entertaining and whatnot. So. I'm sure they'll work something out. Push Jack Gallagher more. That's what I would love to see. Push him to the moon. When you're at the moon, pass the moon. Saturn? Aim aim, aim roughly for Jupiter Saturn territory. Mm. Turn to take an umbrella. It's probably where. Fair enough. Uh, Next, we had some mild storyline increasing with Buddy Murphy facing Apollo Crews, but Buddy Murphy was attacked by Rowan, uh, furthering the storyline of uh, the Roman Reigns. Who hit Roman Reigns with a car? Who done it? Who done it? Who did? Who done it? And why was it Rikishi? This is no. The... Daniel Bryan did it for the people. He did, he did, no, it, he for did it for the planet. planet. Yeah. <laughs> did it for the planet. Have us save all from Roman. But Reigns. who knows? We might be all rused in the end. You know, we'll find out soon enough. What we might be Roman rused. Rusedev. Rused. He's not done anything. We'll give it. We'll give it Rusev. Actually, it's just, a stretch, but I'll take this, it. This, this this whole thing with Buddy Murphy, I love the fact that it just came as a complete accident. Yeah. Because he just happened to wander out into the corridor at that time. So they sort of had to do something about it. And they ended up with a pay-per-view match storyline stuff going on and stuff for Buddy Murphy to do. That's fair enough. Yeah. Indeed. He was the right he was there at the right time. Ooh. Or, He's yeah. in the wrong place at the right time. Must be yeah. in the right place. Yes, to somewhere get off the starting line that he's been stuck at for the last four months. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. Otherwise, I mean, I don't know. I saw his match versus Roman Reigns on Raw. That was really good to watch. Or SmackDown, sorry. SmackDown, yeah. Because uh, Buddy Murphy is a SmackDown superstar now. Apparently, we're getting a lot of cruiserweight stars moving up to the main card now. Uh, it seems to be be being a thing. Mm-hmm. Which is there we go. Uh, but yeah, it was a 
DQ. There we go. We move on. Um, Elias went to perform, but was interrupted by Toronto's own one Mr. Edge, who actually speared him, which was interesting. Yeah, the spear heard around the world. Well, the second spear is here around the world. Yeah. Uh, which a lot of people are speculating that uh, he, you know, because he was able to do this, do this to Elias, he might actually make an in-ring return. So there has been uh, a subsequent interview with Edge post-SummerSlam uh, where he is saying that he does want to return to the ring and after the surgery that he had, he has had, uh, after a few years, it can become a full recovery and he can return, but it won't be a full-time basis, obviously. And, they've, and he's also said during the interview that uh, it's unlikely to happen with WWE because... It would be number one. He'd need to come back. He wouldn't. Be, he couldn't possibly do a full time gig anymore. But also that W. It's, it's a sort of a Daniel Bryan situation because WWE doctors would sort of just go no. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Which means um, that he'd have to. He'd have to. You know. But it, it really depends if they've locked him into this sort of legends contract. I hear a lot about these days, especially like with hmm. uh, the Undertaker and everybody else. Well, seeing that they've had uh, their. Uh show on the network and whatnot i'm sure he has been signed into a contract for for a number of years uh in some capacity that's probably gonna keep him in wwe's books for a wee while yet and until that's uh ended and whatnot he's probably not gonna do anything at all but yeah a couple of years i don't expect anytime soon yeah a couple of years it's a couple of years down the line it's a case of seeing there's like a battery of tests and tapping of the spinal fluid and all sorts of things that needs to be go on apparently but mm. hey if if the option's there and he wants and if he really wants to take it he'll take something somewhere but the fact that he's at the situation where you know he can actually get offensive in the ring remember you know not that long ago it, it feels like not that long ago but we had the situation with him you know face down on the mat and boot on the back Chair, somebody with a chair raised above his head, and Cena, of being sort of forced to try or trying to be forced to back down and save him. Mm. Um, the, the actually hitting an offensive maneuver that's obviously going to take impact on the neck and being okay with it is is a massive, Indeed. massive improvement. Uh, he'll just become the. I don't know, the legend for hire, I imagine. He'll just come in and he'll just, like, squash people. He'll, he'll be a, a rock without a movie contract. He'll come in in a black leather jacket and a black motorcycle helmet and he'll just spear somebody and then Rob Van Dam will become champion and that's how it'll work. That's it. Uh, moving on to the last match of the pre-show, we actually had Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defending their newly won WWE Women's Tag Team Championship against the Iconics. Iconics! Um, it, is it really annoying that I'm actually coming around to one of the Iconics? And I, I can't remember. I think it's the one... Just one of them. Well, it, it, it is yeah. bad when they're a tag team. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, just one of them. So you, you, you got some Iconic favoring to one. Yeah. So is it the one who is, 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 is it the is one it... who screams or is it the one who hollers? So 
Is it Peyton uh, Royce? I I like I like Peyton Royce's in ring work, but I like Billy Kay's like dragon outfit type thing. <laughs> of course, it had to be the outfit. If we combine them this. somehow into one entity, <laughs> yeah, make make them do the fusion dance. There we go. I would actually pay for them to do the fusion dance. Hey, we got the bar to do it. Well, that wasn't the full fusion dance. And well, remember that well, you time say that they that, tried to only... do the fusion well, dance you... and they became the big show? You say... well, No, you say that. You say that. You know, there's only one of them now. Maybe it's happened. Uh, who knows? Um, it was fun. Um, I'm, I'm glad to see that they're actually doing something with the tag team championship now for the women's division um, rather than just... Well, I was going to say, it's been... Festa. Like, uh, what was it? Nikki Cross and uh, Alexa Bliss have uh, defended it more times than uh, against actual established teams on the WWE roster, more so than the Iconics. That did. wasn't really the Iconics. More, more faster. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. That, that, that was that was just down to but, that was just down to Vince going. I don't want these belts. Of course, championships, yeah. championships, man. Yeah. Um. Again, they weren't going to lose it immediately straight afterwards. And no. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross have done a really good thing of actually building up their friendship or whatever it be together. And I'm sure that'll end in a storyline way down the line when they, you know, decide what they want to do. Plus, you've mm. still got the stuff bubbling away in terms of, you know, the, the Boston Hug connection would technically, I guess, want those back. Uh, doubtful. I don't, yeah, I don't, definitely. I don't think they'll be working together anytime soon. No. Um, I think we should move on. I think we should move on to the main card because uh, Kevin, yes. Kevin has watched the main card, so <laughs> join in. Um, we're starting off with a show uh, with a match which I didn't think was going to be this early, and that was Becky Lynch and Natalia. And I've got to say, for a submission match, this was really fun to watch. Now I'm not sure if it was because it was so early in the show. But, man, I was really into watching this just being a, a submission match, you know? It was. Um, it was definitely uh, a lot of good uh, back and forth between the two, working on each other and whatnot. Uh, having the... it, it just goes to show you how, how much uh, well Natalia can get, you know, a nice, decent work rate uh, match out of uh, anyone. And, of course, she was working with, Bailey, uh, with uh, uh, okay. Becky Lynch. So, yeah, it was only evident that they would actually have a really good, tense um, showdown of submissions against each other. I don't get what they're trying to do with Becky Lynch. Well, she's... What I see her as... She's an asshole! Yeah, she's an asshole, but she's trying to fire up people to get the best competition out of them. Hmm. So, and they after that, her... you're still an asshole. They pushed her as a mega heel. Yeah, that, that's what they, they, they tried they, to do, and she got over her as, as a mega heel. heel. So what and they did after that her as a heel. is because she got mega over as a heel, they side switched her to be the female Steve Austin. Yeah, because Steve Austin was like that back in the day, where he was just like didn't get, give a damn about anyone. He would, he would just go in. You know, DTA, don't trust uh, She's, she's more of a tweener than she is a face or a heel at this point. But even Austin, when he was a heel, he would give the others of 
guy props, you know, and he would and he would say that you know go on because that, that was that was part of the thing that you know it's like he didn't care, but he was he would say you know you might be tough but I'm still just going to run through you because to me to me you know it's just whatever. I I don't I didn't get the the idea with the the promos was was great from Becky in only making Natty look really weak in the build up to this thing. Oh, trust me, it's not as weak as the other person in uh, in the other women's te- uh, title match. Yeah, they, well, that, that just had no build up at all. Um, I mean, but they 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 actually they brought it round with. Um, it what? started off being Natty was soppy and everything else, but then just they they managed to pull out this like aggressive Natalia, which was really fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I can uh, put it down for is that she was being the full Canadian patriot. Um, Except uh, that didn't work. Oh, yeah, it didn't work, and it did, and they shouldn't have uh, made her go out there with the Canadian flag draped it, across her. It says something when someone's in their home country and they they don't get cheered as much as the other person and she but the fact that even after the match i mean she, she did like one tweet after the match about you know how i'm talking about becky about how uh, you know oh yes thanks for the match and what have you but even if everything surrounding that after that tweet and before that tweet is still like you know i'm the real hero of canada i'm this that and the other it's like really the, the crowd throughout the match seemed a bit sort of confused because they or very on the fence let's put it that way because it felt like the face heel dynamic switched about three different times during the match it was it was a strange one but yeah a, a, aggressive Be- Becky doing because uh, it was set up as the disarmer versus the sharpshooter but you, and you had the thing where Natalia was going for the sharpshooter all the time, or she was. It was very obvious that old things were setting up to the sharpshooter. It was the old, um, uh, ironically, the old sort of flair mindset in that ultimately everything builds up to in the moves builds up to uh, when the submission is put on, and then you, but then you had uh, Becky sort of breaking out, you know, numerous. Uh, numerous other submission moves during that opening portion of the match as well. So, so it wasn't just about that. She, like, both of them were trying to get the submission any way they could. But uh, yeah, the, the aggression factor did make this match. Made it super enjoyable when the actual bell rang. Yeah, and uh, it was very uh, impressive with the ways that they were putting in the submissions and whatnot, using the ring post, using the ropes... You know, there was no road breaks in, in the match because what's the point? It's you can only win by submission. There was no count outs or disqualifications or whatever. So um so yeah, nice. I mean it still works. Still worked as a match. Granted oh, the, the the storytelling might have been a little uh wonky, but it still works overall. <laughs> yeah. Probably Natalia's best match in WWE. Oh, absolutely. But again, it's getting to the point that having a bad match with uh, Becky is becoming few and far between these days, and I'm not sure if that's because Becky's carrying it or. Well, she carried Bloomin' Lacey Evans for the last three months, so 
Somebody had to, apparently. How's life on main event now? You <laughs> see? Mm. That, that's how far she fell. <laughs> but overall, it was a really fun match to watch. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. There's, there were some great visuals there from everybody concerned. The fact that uh, you go, the fact that uh, also the fact afterwards the match that Natalia tapped, but you know she it was only because she was like physically injured at that point. Yeah. Uh, so that, like... that technically made a strong, but again after the match it wasn't you know uh, it was still like oh you're just standing over and bad mouthing and you can make the Steve Austin comparisons till the end of time, but. Unfortunately, that uh, people people will make those comparisons till the end of time because, unfortunately, that's just the way the business is right now. Yeah, like they're 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 literally trying to build the next um, Steve Austin, the next John Cena. Like, it's it's oh. just unfortunate that that's the that's the way that the the business is going. Regard regardless of that image of the uh, sharpshooter in the turnbuckles. That'll stick around cool. for some. That'll stick around for some time to come. Actually, uh, the, the, the one I was actually slightly more impressed, actually, not by that one, but by the one that was that Becky was like under the rope, but her art legs were still over the, the bottom rope, and she was like dangling. Mm-hmm. The crowd didn't really pop for it, but I was going was like, oh my god, if she actually you know, she, she properly cinches back and she's all, all kinds of trouble with her just like this weight weight dangling like that. That could have been really nasty if Natty had actually just leaned properly back for the ropes and went around. But yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to get your opinions on what happened next with uh, Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler because again, this was something else I wasn't expecting until well later on in the evening. Um, I think it was actually in the best spot on the card it could be. Yeah, get out of the way, quick and fast. Because yeah. it was going to be a quick and fast kind of like uh, thing. It, 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 again, this was this was also bizarre because it was essentially the anti Undertaker Jeff Hardy ladder match. If you remember that one, because uh, that yeah. whole that whole thing was about you know well about Jeff, fifteen years ago now. Yeah, I mean, a very long time ago. Um, pre pre everything, Jeff. Just as he was on the 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 cusp of really sort of moving into that sort of main event golden circle, but the whole thing with that match was that didn't expect that Jeff did not expect to win, but he was going to walk out and there was nothing Taker could do about it. And then you had the thing of the heel actually giving the face, you know, props at the end. Yeah. Even though the heel was ultimately victorious. In this situation, you had the complete reverse with, you know, up, nobody in their right mind thinking Ziggler's going to win. <laughs> nobody. Nobody good thinking Ziggler's going to beat Goldberg. And but then yeah, Goldberg's going to annihilate him. He did, ha- he did surprise us. Oh, at yeah. The start. That, yeah, that, that first, that, that, that out of nowhere, su- yeah, that super kick out of absolute nowhere caught. The entire arena by surprise, uh, and and really got people into the match quick. Um, it's just a shame that Goldberg kicked out of one. I mean, twice. Well, I mean, it's Goldberg, isn't it? It's, Gold, it's Gold, Goldberg. But again, it's the, it's the whole thing about the insurmountable odds with with Ziggler, and 
Yeah, a couple of close, a couple of well, I say close, close run things. Um, the the crowd was into it fully. Uh, then of course we had some somebody somewhere where they were thinking of probably coming up with a list of the the dream people to take a spear. Take a Goldberg spear. Probably put, put up a list of like, people who could take a spear and it would look amazing. Dolph Ziggler would have been in the top three of that list because he's mm-hmm. Dolph freaking Ziggler. And the man bumps like crazy. He pretty much turned his spine inside out when he took that spear. Oh, God. But yeah, it, it wasn't so much about the match, but the afterwards he doesn't get Ziggler didn't get a rub from the match he got a rub afterwards by being this ultra defiant heel and just continuing to take the punishment mm. where they're going with it I th- it seems to it seems to be the direction they're moving Ziggler's character into now like I mean we could always tell that he's becoming the uh, the the kind of person that uh, what's the what's the right word for it um helps out talent now and tries to work. like help out on the show yeah yeah, work course, yeah. yeah. actually I'm, I'm curious what did you guys think of the pro of his promo before the match i can't remember it to be completely honest at the moment was that immediately before this immediately, match or... immediately to yeah he grabbed he had the mic before goldberg came out and oh um said about how you know you can deny all you want you know i am the guy who steals the damn show i am yeah i it's it's his typical spiel of him like you know it's like i'll be here and yeah you know. legends come and legends go but, but he, old you know, dz just... will steal the show yeah nice really, little really was, there. you're just screaming at... <laughs> Yeah. Well, he's been doing that for year yonks. I know, but this, but this, this, this was proper full on, you know, rage at the. It's it's, previously it's been sort of just like cocky and like, yeah, what you're gonna do about this is just rage at the crowd. Like you will, you will acknowledge me. You will have no choice but to acknowledge me. It was, it was, it was again. It was again felt kind of strange with with his him being a heel and him showing this sort of degree of bravery in light of Goldberg and, and again Goldberg did exactly the same thing effectively that Taker did with Jeff sort of came back the final time picked him up you know the, and, and the pat on the, the head now whilst Jeff just collapsed with just uh, exhaustion in, in that match in this match you had Goldberg doing a two rope to get the speed up spear just to finish him off entirely and even then he wasn't done even though he was still rolling around he wasn't out of it nah but yeah place on the cards best place for it you didn't want that any any further on in the card considering everything that was coming up it was a good showpiece for the first hour uh yeah so uh the next match after that was the United States title match of uh words aj styles versus ricochet accompanied by uh, the club the oc the The original club the only one that matters not saying who they're referring to at all wwe could be anybody yeah um 
Sega's the club. Clearly, um, it's, it's that. It's this match wasn't anything to write home about, and mostly because we had it twice already. So I, d- I don't know. I wasn't really looking forward to this match per se, because like we we'd already had it on, on free TV. Yeah, but when you know when we had this match at SummerSlam, do you think it was a li- you know a bit more? You know, I don't feel like there was anything different on the actual match itself that we ha- didn't have before. All right, I personally. Granted, they they busted out some newer stuff, you know. Ricochet being a little more acrobatic and uh, you know, with his uh, balancing act on on the OC at one point. Oh yeah, the uh, the stepping stones, stepping stones into the Hurricane Rana. That was really nice. Yeah, that was really nice. And the various counters and uh, whatnot, even leading to the finish and whatnot. Yeah. I was quite smitten by this match. I mean, not, all, you... not all matches are for everybody. To uh, be fair, I mean, this match, like I say, this match did have a lot, and it did build up in terms of the counters, especially from the previous stuff that we'd had. Yeah, and Ricochet um, was always on top form as well. Oh yeah, Rick, Ricochet, Ricochet on top form with. I don't know, some sort of... What was he wearing? It was like combination Iron Man... And, well, he uh, was he was Nightwing. Was he Nightwing? Yep, he was apparently Nightwing. Oh, okay. That's not what I got from his gear at all, but... I thought, I thought it was... I, it looked like combination Iron Man Black Panther to me, but there we go. <laughs> he, needed, he needed to come out with a couple of sticks. He was good at that, and then yeah, then he could just beat up the OC with the, with the sticks. You got old Steve Blackman on them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good good times when Steve Blackman just put out the top of the sticks. <laughs> I just yeah, I just I just started beating the living hell out of somebody with some sticks. Yeah, it makes sense. Just do it. Yeah. Have him, actually, have him actually come out to Steve Blackman's music. If that, oh. if that get rid of Ricochet and just have Steve Blackman, <laughs> <laughs> Steve Blackman, everybody versus AJ Styles, make it happen. I'm Where surprised he, he has Steve never Blackman? made a return. Where is Steve Blackman? He's being a bounty What's hunter. What's happened to him? He's a he's a bounty hunter these days. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you try to get try to you... get a dog like uh, dog the bounty hunter like show off the ground Steve... that he didn't. You poor bastards! <laughs> We've got Steve Blackman up. Oh, you got the. Uh, oh, we, we outrun them. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. No, the match. I I I enjoyed it uh, myself. It's like it was really really good match. It's what I was looking for, obviously. Yeah. I, I I sort of see both your viewpoints on this because it, it was it was the sort of next step on and you've got that uh, that athleticism as you always have with when it's, you've got AJ and uh, Ricochet and they're really starting to come into their own a bit you can see the, the them gelling a lot better now that they've had a few matches under their belt at the same time in terms of 
content and structure, it did feel a bit rawy. <laughs> rawy? Yeah. Raw like match. Mm-hmm. It felt a little bit. It was. It was. An, it was an odd. It felt, just felt like it was just content we already had. Like, if they just didn't keep the singles match and just kept the singles match for pay-per-view rather than giving it away, especially for the title change they did as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I tell you, when it comes to Raw, definitely a lot. It really feels like someone's just got sat down with Raw versus SmackDown. It's just playing GM mode and going, right, that's a good match. That'll stick. We'll put that on the live show. Just, just, just what it just feels like. God damn it, Xavier Woods. What have we told you about that? Hmm. But yeah, mixed feelings. But, you know, we weren't going to see AJ drop the belt anytime soon. He's, he needs to... He unless needs they were going to hot shot the WWE United States title back again. Mm-hmm. Which again, we, we me and Turbo in the predictions. Hey, remember the predictions, everybody? That didn't go well for me. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, imagine, but we did. That was just a topic of discussion, like whether or not they would actually stick with this damn title in one place for a while. Um, and it turns out, post SummerSlam, yeah, they're going to stick with that. They're just going to hot shot the uh, Raw Tag Team titles around instead. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's the easier one. So far, I oh suppose. god, I don't know what they're thinking of doing with that. Who knows? But yeah. It was, it was um, a very okay match. It was okay. I just yeah, wasn't excited for it. Um, next match: Bailey defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Ember Moon. I felt so sorry for these two ladies. I know. It, this was terrible. It was. They had. They and it had could no, be so much better. Well, it, I don't. I don't think they've had much chance to actually properly wrestle each other, mm. which That's, really showed. Because in the build-up, it was like all tag teams and backstage and shit. Mm. And they hadn't really had a chance to... like Even, even on NXT, because that was the whole... Because they brought it up on, in the commentary. It was that... It was, you know... Uh, Bailey in NXT was somebody that Ember looked up to. But it didn't really cross swords then, because when Ember was coming in, Bailey was on the way out. And there was no heat crowd wasn't invested and why should they be because there's been no proper build-up for this ember they had a yeah tagged a thrown together tag team match as as the last you know is the go home which ember then took the pin for it was obvious with the build to this match yeah. that bailey wasn't losing the title it was it was you know i was being i was trying to be hopeful for yeah. The title change for Ember Moon because she needs uh, she needed this after all the shit she was going through. But nope, they just wanted to stick up with Bailey. And uh, granted, the the, the I'll, I'll commend the finish of the, of the match where uh, the the key point to seeing is that Ember Moon did not hit the eclipse on Bailey, thus. Saving, you know, again. Yeah, we, we, saving we're, keep, all the we're, keeping the, we're keeping the eclipse as the thing you don't kick out of. Yeah, uh, but, and that's uh, the thing that's still a threat. And yeah. uh, the be- be- belly to Bailey, or Bailey to belly, even uh, from the second rope oh, onto the floor. Obviously, a nice, devastating move to stop, um, you know, Ember Moon. Whatnot. It wasn't but even overall. 
yeah it was it was a proper it was a proper beta belly throw as well it wasn't mm. like like a normal one but yeah but overall the match itself just just not the best that these two could have uh, brought out in each other and the build up obviously didn't help it so yeah it just it, yeah they they need more time in the ring together because it just felt like it just felt like there wasn't really any chemistry and that's not that's not their fault you know no. uh they but what they had was pretty good we, we got some nice was it this was it this one where she busted out the or am i getting mixed up with the previous one where bailey busted out the submission like the death lock uh i think that might have been the last one previous yeah, yeah. she's just i think both of them are sort of bringing in some new stuff there was like the weird twisting knee thing that ember did that mm. you thought missed initially until you actually saw it on the replay and actually saw what she was doing it was a, it was a really weird move um yeah need, need some house show time as i've said before they just need to make a a new 205 live which is literally just a women's hour and they can actually you know get some put fucking hunter in charge of that get some decent storylines going and everything else and you know you can actually have reasons why women are doing shit yeah maybe evolution um, can spin off as its own thing exactly evolution could be the show name exactly. um hmm? let's move on to kevin owens versus shane mcmahon kevin owens. elias and his giant as pop. And yeah. uh, with, with Elias as a special guest in Forza. Huge pop. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's Canada, isn't it? So. Well, yeah, he is yeah. a Canadian boy, yeah. I think it was that with the uh, added bonus of beat the crap out of Shane McMahon, please. Yep. I think many people wanted this to be quite the match and whatnot. And, and the storytelling was there, obviously. You know, um uh shane was trying to go kevin into getting himself counted yeah, out there's, with, there's with elias stuff. outside and all that and uh <laughs> trying to get himself dq'd with a chair and so, I, I loved i loved the point where kevin owens had the chair and uh you know shane was just uh just in his kind of like uh idol animation it was like <laughs> just so yeah doing everything all, all the stuff it was good but it was it was i don't know it was it was fun to watch and fun to see the story progress but i didn't really think there was a lot of substance to this match again i think if they had actually put a stipulation for shane on the line as well the match would have had more interest to it yeah but, it just, but you can just fell into that standard thing of because it was just owens going to retire uh going to leave put his career on the line and we all know that he signed like another multi-year deal we know mm -hmm. that he's not leaving anytime soon, so there's nothing really on the line at all in the match. Yeah, they just want they just want to build up uh, this storyline uh, yeah. more, so that way we can finally have Kevin Owens put Shane McMahon out of uh, commission at the tail end of this and whatnot. Because you know, it's like it's leading to it, you know, and it, and I'm expecting it to you know um, be the case, you know. At, at the end eventually um whether or not the uh, title of best in the world we put on the line that's what's gonna happen 
Actually, you, you mentioned about how Shane had nothing on the line. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked that about the match. Bizarrely, I liked that in the, he had nothing to lose. I liked that in the build-up, we we had this thing with Kevin Owens. We're just like, you know, it's like you put, put this on this. Like you do. Like, so yeah, but I want you to. Yeah, okay, fine. I want you to put this on the line though. And Shane just going, well, no. Yeah, no, I really liked that promo yeah, of it. Yeah, that, my, that my, was... My that prob- because the, when you had this thing with, where I just basically went, shit. Because <laughs> yeah, why would like, Shane? There's no reason why Shane well, Exactly. Would. It's just that my only problem going into the match is that you know who's going to win. Oh, hell that's, yeah. That's, that's my only problem yeah. with it. Like, if it turned out that they actually did this um, career on the line and somebody loses at some point, then yeah, it'll be an absolute shock because... You know, it's unexpected, but if you if, if you're even a little bit smart, you know what's going on behind the scenes, then you would know what the outcome mm. was. Exactly. So, yeah. I, I'm half expecting that to be Shane's career goes on the line, and then like Shane substitutes somebody in, like he puts he forces the Miz back in to bring that full circle, and then if the Miz loses, they say that he says that the Miz is fired instead, or something yeah. like that. Because isn't I mean when's Miz's child coming along? Second one. <laughs> um, probably closer to the end of the year, I think. He's going to end up having some time off soon, isn't he? At some point, Miz. Maybe. But yeah, if, yeah it, it was the entertainment was all in what was going on in and around the match, as opposed to the wrestling in this one. This is a it was a, a sports entertainment over the wrestling part, but that was fine. What it was. Um, it then leads us on to the third legend appearance of the evening of Charlotte versus Trish Stratus. Go ahead, Kev. Is this Kev's match that he, he's not yep. a fan of? Here we go. Citizens of Toronto. You really have no fucking clue what awesome is, do you? You have ah. absolutely no fucking clue as to what an awesome match is. And for, and for you know, a fantastic town, a fantastic city, that's seen such amazing matches down the years, is a part, it's an indelible part of the wrestling landscape within Canada, within North America, and within the world. That, what we saw, was not awesome. It just it was wasn't. Something. It was bad. So, we had, obviously, uh, this, this kind of came out of nowhere, this match. Uh, it's the old thing about, you know, just, well, Trish is always taking the thing is if you go to anything related to WWE you always have your gear with you regardless as she said this before but this is so, suddenly this became Trish's last match and she's going out there she's uh, she's rusty which is fine you know again she's not wrestled since um, since Evolution I think wasn't it yeah it would have been since you mentioned that earlier well uh, uh, they had a tag match but she didn't really do anything yeah exactly it was it was well it was one of those situations 
And suddenly we've decided that, that she's got to face Charlotte. Now, admittedly, Charlotte's not had anything to do for well, that's, that was the whole point time. of the storyline they were yeah. trying to make, that she wasn't... She hasn't had anything she to do. Well, well shucks. And... This whole, this whole are at Tristratus. Um, you know, it was fine. Now, since you mentioned her earlier, and you, you, go, you guys know I'm a fan of Natty's work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've said this many times. Even I will say that Natalia is pretty awful on the mic. But her worst, Natalia's worst thing is when she's in a match, She'll end up like saying the same taunt or line over and over again. Yep. You'll you'll go go back to any of her matches previously, and she'll just just pick on one thing, and she'll just keep saying it yeah. over and over again. I've she's, noticed. That's... It, yeah, she's like a creative wrestler without enough voice recording lines. <laughs> you know, Charlotte throughout the entire goddamn match. Kept, she, she, she said she said three things, all right, throughout the entire it's like, it's like, oh, is this Trish Strauss? Is this Trish Strauss? Is this Trish Strauss? Is this Trish Strauss? She said, and then she when, when she finally got hit or something, it like jogged the jogged the record <laughs> onto a new track, and it, yeah. then she started going, oh, oh, over and over and over again. Charlotte's moves were weren't good. I'm sorry, they, they just weren't. It wasn't crisp. It wasn't good. Jesus Christ! We now know that Tristratus can do a better figure eight than her. <laughs> I I'm sorry. It it just was. It was a pointless match. It didn't do anything. We just we just fed. We just randomly decided to feed Tristratus's career as a career-ending match to, to Charlotte because Lord alone knows she needs more accolades. I guess, yeah, that, that is it, a valid point, but I, uh, you, you can't have you can't have Trish going over in this match. No, you no. can't. I mean, because you, you already you could, went you could over have done, the last match you, beforehand. You could have done if you were going to do, like, the set of three, like I said, in the predictions and have, like, Trish sneak the first one, Charlotte getting the second, and then Charlotte winning a rubber match, you know, in a fashion. Are you implying proper... a best of three, sir? I'm I'm implying basic booking you knowledge uh, and basic booking common sense in terms of actually making things more meaningful. But um, this wasn't a basic scenario. No, it wasn't. But it's just like, I mean, you know, if you're looking for somebody, people to people to do stuff. I mean, you could have brought the whole Mickey James thing full circle and have Mickey retire. Trish once and for all, and that's a fantastic storyline. I guess that might have been the idea at one point. You no, never know. It wouldn't she's, have been. She's <laughs> out just doing wouldn't. Um, Yeah, if she wasn't out. But, you know, you never know these things. Nah, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, but it, it was it was clunky. It was. It, well, I'm not going to say it was bad. But it wasn't good. It wasn't exactly good. And it was by no freaking way awesome. It just wasn't. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you. Uh, the match wasn't 
that hot and whatnot. It wasn't it. Uh, and I've had my fair share of problems with uh, crowds, you know, chanting "This is awesome" to a match that I wasn't liking right. before. So I can definitely under understand your grievance right. on that. Do, do you know what else sets this apart? All right. What if I told you that we've, if it had gone like six seconds longer, it would have been the longest match of the night. The next one was went to 16 minutes and 45 seconds. This went to 16 minutes and 40. Somehow. Sixteen minutes and forty seconds of that. Well, Frank, it must have been all of a blur then, because I can't remember it going as long as that. Thanks to CageMatch.net again for the uh, the time timings on these things. But yeah, Co Kofi Randy went sixteen forty five. Charlotte Trish went sixteen forty, and the next one down is uh, the Universal Title match at thirteen minutes twenty five. Wow. And we'll talk about that shortly. Um, let's move on to slightly happier things because I'm sure Kevin would like to not talk about this yes. match anymore. Go away. Um, Kofi Kingston against Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Uh, let's talk about how much of a shit show this show this match was. It was okay to start, but then it just went downhill like every other Randy Orton match. Why does everyone have, have this... Thing is like, oh, this is gonna be an awesome match. It's Randy Orton. We've seen it before, where Randy Orton eventually just does not give a shit during the match. Man's at a certain point, money. man's made enough money over his lifetime. He doesn't care oh, anymore. Of course, of course, he doesn't care. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just wondering what, why everyone thinks that it will be good because they have the storyline going in. It's like, even I've seen it multiple times, and I can't believe people. It was going to be we also, we've also had this story multiple times, including with Randy Orton, bizarrely enough, because it is sort of touched on the Cena Randy stuff a bit. But also, didn't we have this whole thing about you know, trying to beat somebody up in front of the wife and kids and threatening the kids? And Because uh, if you squint, if you squint at Randy Orton, he kind of looks like Samoa Joe. Control, control V, control C. <laughs> Aha! Uh, Paste and copy. What? Control C, control V. He's, he said it the other way around. I was like, oh wait, whatever. What? Whatever. Um, I, I think. Co okay, control Z, control C, control. V. The the I think the way they could have redeemed this match with the ending that they tried to do with it would have been to for Randy to punt kick to end. I think that would have. I think that would have redeemed it slightly. Mm. The, the double count out felt again. It seems to be my word of the pay per view. Just felt weird. Felt a, felt a, felt a slightly strange decision. Also, it yeah. does mean that we're going to get another match with this. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Joy. It'll be like some special stipulation, like no count out or. Last man standing, uh, or some stupid bollocks. It'll be a cage match, quite possibly. Uh, and then it won't end drop off because the guess what's after uh, Night of Champions? Uh, it's Hell in a Cell. Uh, 
guess where those two are going. Um, eh. <laughs> it was it was okay until the ending. I thought the match was all right until literally the ending. But Kofi's Kofi's stuff as champion is 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 starting to grate on me a little bit. Well, it's wane. I it, it can be a little waning at times, and we kind of said this during the predictions and whatnot. But mm-hmm. um, he's uh, just gone from super passionate. I want my chance at the title to cocky, arrogant face, which doesn't suit Kofi when he's holding uh, a singles title. Mm. And it's, it's just when he's, Yeah, when he's fired up, and in the match we had this as well, uh, when we were, we were marching around and screaming just like about you know, the whole stupid, stupid, stupid thing. In fact, in fact, Orton said it as well at one point during the match when they were on the outside. He sort of... The, the mic barely picked it up, but when Autumn was standing over the top of Kofi, and he just went, "Stupid, stupid, stupid." Yeah. Uh, uh, but Kofi getting fired up. The, Kofi's really entertaining when he's, <laughs> but he's like full pelt, you know, anger, vicious Kofi. But, yeah. But the rest of it is sort of <laughs> caught up in their own WWE's own holding pattern of sort of having challengers who want who you know aren't necessarily the main challengers for the belt. They're just sort of like monster of the week. Yeah. Yeah. And for, and the giant snake bursting out of the stage we have from the AR. Which looks so bad. It's better, it's better than when Randy was walking over the snake to get down to the ring at a WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Monster of the Week, let's move on to the penultimate match on the card of uh, Finn Balor versus The Fiend. Not Bray Wyatt The Fiend. Not Bray Wyatt yeah. as The Fiend. Just The Fiend. That entrance was uh, magnifique. I will definitely agree. This was like the talking point for the whole yeah. SummerSlam. Was The Fiend's debut. And what a debut. Granted, right. yeah, I right. he's like, granted, it's gonna give a lot of kids a lot of nightmares, but we don't care. We're adults here. We love this shit. <laughs> this is something. This is something new. This is something that will push the envelope. You know, isn't and that's it, what they need. Isn't it sad uh, and rather telling that the best entrance and debut to a character we've had in the WWE in years? Years and years and years. Entirely the brainchild and effective creative control in terms of shaping this stuff. The wrestler. Yeah. The wrestler's done come yeah. up with this stuff. He's come up with all of a this man, stuff. A man who has complete creative control over his character is turns uh, out, actually really good. Turns out it's really, really good. You know, they, they, had, they had designs for the mask. They had designs for the lantern, and we'll get to the bloody lantern in a minute. Um, and they weren't—they—they they just weren't right. Bray went out to find somebody. He literally went out to find somebody that he thought could to do his. He did research and stuff to to find uh, somebody who could properly put what was in his head on paper. For, and he was. Uh, throughout the entire process of the, like creating the mask and stuff and, and the, the story and the world it's it's all Bray 
Uh, I believe the person that made the lantern is the same person that made the fiend's mask in, as well. Is indeed, is indeed. Um, he's come along and said uh, a number of things since since the debut and since since SummerSlam about uh, how you know a lot of stuff was with working on the mask to make it sort of more more organic, more moving, something that could be you know not not like you know that. The likes of, uh, I mean, uh, Mick Foley's Mankind Mask is a very good example of something that was something that he had to get used to over time, and it mm. just felt horrible from the get go. Mm. This is completely designed to be something that Bray can wrestle with, get you know, get banged up, get banged up while wearing. It's it's going to be comfy, he can breathe, he's got vision, is uh, but it's still and it's, and it's it's super durable as well, apparently. So. It's going to be it's... interesting to see how they do. It looks like they're keeping the fiend to be appearing every now and again. And I'll tell you what's meant to be coming up um, is the Undertaker's meant to be making an appearance on it's SmackDown. Uh, I really hope the fiend just comes out and just ruins him, and you know it eventually builds up to have a proper WrestleMania match that Bray Wyatt and the Undertaker should have. And I really hope the fiend properly retires him. I really do. After all the attacks that the fiend has been putting onto the legends, it's shaping to be the case. Yeah. Also, you've got the also you've got the thing about the mandible claw, and we know from from Undertaker has a history of being you know, weak to the mandible claw. Nobody has more pin. Nobody has more victories over the Undertaker with a specific move than mankind with the mandible claw. Um, that was a huge thing that. that during that particular storyline, was that you know, to take in, in, in your house, yeah, oh, yeah, the in your house stuff. Take it was pretty much bulletproof except for the mandible claw. So that's something that they that could be done again. And now that it's uh, officially the fiend's move, he 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 he, he, he took it off Mick Foley. He didn't exactly ask. <laughs> so. Yeah, some really good stuff. Again, very vicious. If uh, in terms of the atmosphere, the atmosphere felt so different in the match. It did. It, it, everything felt that there was a threat. Every move, the neck snap. I think Jeez. that was a I was going to say it was pretty much not needed in the match. No, that I was think. that was not me. But even the coach was like, "Jeez, whoa." Yeah, because it, it kind of like defeated the purpose because event because uh, Finn was able to kind of like fight back a little bit afterwards mm. after that next snap, which doesn't make any sense in terms of storytelling. But uh, regardless, yeah, it was like the he like Bray having the psychology of like you know it's like he's he's mm. not not only like wanting to uh, as the fiend, uh, he's wanting to destroy and hurt. Finn Balor mm. and whatnot, and dominate him and whatnot. But he's also at times he's fighting with himself. He's yeah. he's looking at his hands that has hurt. He's, yeah, and yeah, he's, he's like, still going back. Know. He's still going back to that. And it was it was very notable that when when um, uh, when Finn got his little rally, it was after mm. that point where he was sort of fighting with himself and sort of started to slip back into Bray. Mm-hmm. In terms of the mannerisms and, and the moves and stuff, and it was at that point that, it, that the fiend was 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 weak, was, was weaker, and was able to get, uh, and was able to, and Finn was able to sort of get a, a, a brief sort of rally together. So that's interesting that they're, again they're sort of taking that that aspect into the matches as well. 
Yeah, I'd agree. I don't know. I still think because it'd be the easiest way to just defeat him is just get a super soaker full of water from the lake of reincarnation and just just go. Maybe e- easily if, done. If, Congratulations. If the Hardys are even going to stay uh, with WWE at this Good point. Good question. Mm-hmm. Um, right, we move on to the final match, and the only one I thought was going to go differently to how we actually got the proper result. Uh, Brock Lesnar accompanied by Paul Heyman, defending his Universal Championship against Seth Rollins. Christ, and I thought this was going to go for an hour. Absolutely. <laughs> How early this match... Before, uh, this before we do show. do that, sorry. Yeah, Lantern. Sick. Yeah. Catching flies in his mouth, indeed. Fireflies. Fireflies in his mouth, exactly. Just, that, just the taking, that, taking that lyric, taking that imagery, putting it all together with this... I think it's just meant to be another bit of imagery um, because the entire YouTube unsafe imagery. The entirety (laughs) of the the entirety of the Firefly Funhouse is uh, all about previous Bray incarnations. So the lantern being old Bray, old Bray seven head. Hmm. He did cut it it off of that cardboard. It would be interesting to see if uh, the next time. Uh, we see the fiend. He has like um, Balor's head as the lantern. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't think that. Don't think that will happen. Nah, have him come out with Taker's head after he beats Taker. That would be funny. Well, actually, well, for the next time, maybe. Well, he didn't really defeat the demon, but maybe the demon demon's head for the lantern would have been. Anyway, they can do a few things with it, can't they? If yeah, they really want they could. to. Who knows? We'll find out sometime. But anyway, uh, the main event, uh, and I was worried because I thought that uh, this this match <laughs> was going to go on for like thirty minutes because of how short we were, like we were on the main car because it was only like half, three and a half hours or mm. somewhere around that time stamp for the main show. Which normally would have run for like four plus. So it was like, okay, this is going to be a bit awkward for a Brock Lesnar match going over mm-hmm. more than 10 minutes. But no, um, it it was just basically, hey, you want a repeat of what happened at WrestleMania? <laughs> there you go. Do you, do I, you I seriously think, didn't yeah. think. Do you not? Do you not? Do you? You seem to have forgotten that we we used Brock to put over Seth. So here it is again. Mm. Except, except this time, Seth is a bit more broken this time. Or, mm. Well, you wouldn't say broken. It's like a bit more hurter than last yeah, uh, yeah, than yeah. the last encounter. It was and uh, and doesn't know how to sell. <sighs> Seriously. What's wrong, what wrong with him? Every time he has a injury, he's like he never tends to sell it that well. Same. Well, he he, he sells he, he starts selling it, and then he remembers he has to do a series of dives to the outside, and of course he's yeah. perfectly fine I, during those. Oh, the crowd! The crowd's not on my side. Bear, do a big pop. Wait, aren't I supposed to be oh! selling this? Ah, never mind. Oh. But hey, at least the crowd was happy with it. At least, and again, we don't have uh, Lesnar ho- holding yeah. Hoster's the the title again. 
Oh, um, on on but, the negative side, that does mean we basically gave Brock the money in the bank briefcase and then we, they just sort of went, oh shit, we need to get Brock. We need to somehow get rid of Brock having the briefcase. Yeah. It's uh, very just wasted. Went... Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it should have been the case. Yeah, I mean, they wanted to do the whole, oh, he'll cash it in after Seth has uh, been... Mm hired out after a match and make Lesnar the evil heel. But really, it could have just worked better if he just said, look, I'm a professional. I professionally put this contract. I'm going to cash it in for SummerSlam. I want to be in the main event. I want to do this and that and be like the intimidating businessman, per se, um, with Heyman there. And, uh, you know, have it set up that way and have Seth be the champion going in as an injured champion and then be able to overcome the odds and defend and whatnot. But no, we needed to make Lesnar the, the you know, the massive heel and have him come in as champion and let Seth do it all over again and be the Beast Slayer again. To emphasize, he is the Beast Slayer. Well, that was the, that was the whole rhetoric behind it, wasn't it? Yeah. Like um, the victory at WrestleMania was in doubt because he used the weaponry and everything else. This time he just beat him clean. It's well, that's that's. Let's hope that this reign is not as lackluster as the previous one. And less Baron Corbin. Less Baron. He's going off to become King of the Ring. He's fine. King Corbin. King Corbin, bow the knee to the bully bastard. But yes, uh, I think that's at the end for the card, and we look forward to Clash of... Well, no, sorry, All Out is the next show that we'll be talking about. Mm -hmm. AEW's All Out. And... Where you two will be going head-to-head -head on predictions. No, where I will be defending my belt cleanly, decently, and with no problems. Because as we all know, I am the king of predictions. He's won That's... once. <laughs> He's won once. He would have beat you. <laughs> he would have beat you at SummerSlam. Both of you, but a sound. If you had, if you had the confidence to do it. It's Ooh. not about having the confidence to do it. I didn't need to prove it. You had to decide between you who was going to take me on one on one. God. Well, we'll find listen, out. Listen to Vicini over here. Like. <laughs> I can't best you physically, and you're no match for my brain. I mean, that's that's very true. I can't best you physically, and you are no match for my brain. God, give him, some, give him, just use it some iodine powder on him, John, and just, just <laughs> do away with him. Anyway. Uh, but yes, we will be back for all-out predictions, myself and Mister Turbo. And then oh, we we're not will... doing scores for. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. It was helpful because it's buying me time to decide what the heck I'm going to give this thing. <laughs> That'll be the next time we're around, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And since Turbo seems to want to do scores so badly, Mr. John, you can score first. Simple. I, I said. Uh, what, what did I say for the last one? Eight? Can't eight? Even remember. I think, yeah, I think it might have been eight. I'll, I'll give this an eight again. Because, like I said, it was consistent with uh, how it was last time, where we had some decent kind of like message, but we had had some mistakes here and there. So, 
I'll say eight. Pete, what do you yeah. think? I think it was a splendid card, uh, if not predictable. Um, from what I've heard, they cut a lot of the stuff off of the card um, because they thought it wasn't going to be made justice on the card or they just didn't think it actually had a fitting on the card. Both of which are okay reasons. Uh, the one about not making certain matches feel like they've got enough time to show themselves being the better one. But um, I don't know. Uh, solid seven. Take away some of the predictability out of the card. It could be a card could have been a solid like nine, but it's predictability. Sorry, it just brings brings it down. There's something about WWE at the moment. It just feels like a chore watching. It's because there's too much of it. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is because I know that I know when doing this that I have to watch the pay per view. In doing that, that feels when it comes to WWE, it feels like a chore. When it comes to AEW stuff so far, it feels like it's something I really want to do. Until they get to TV. Until we get to TV, we don't know. We don't know. But. I... it's one of those things where it's just like okay where do we score it because versus my personal enjoyment of it versus I've been knowing that there were really good matches in it yeah. I'm going to give it a 6.5 it's fair enough it... there was good stuff there but some of it didn't hold my interest all the way through, and some of it uh, was a bit up its own arse. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it for the for today's card. Uh, Mr. Turbo, where can they find you on the internet? Of course, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TurboXLR, as well as checking my gaming live streams over on twitch.tv forward slash Turbo Drive Live every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Saturday at 7pm UK time Mr. Kevin where can they find you on the internet uh, YouTube, Twitch <coughs> and Instagram last minute continue uh, on Twitter you can find uh, the entirety of the parent channel the gaming channel uh, on, on uh, Twitter at last min continue and uh, myself personally at the Kevin Eva for the entirety of We Free for LMKO please follow us on Twitter at Faces in Peril none of which have been made into a lantern as yet not yet and I'm definitely not a face clearly heel um, you can find me uh, on my personal Twitter at Titans Creed. You can find all my gaming related stuff if you don't want to listen to my me babble on about nonsense uh, 99% of the time at Gaming Phoenix. You can find some content up on the YouTube channel of my personal one at youtube.com slash Project Phoenix Productions. And you can also find uh, me on Twitch five to seven days a week on twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions. That's it. I think, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for watching and or listening. If you've watched us on YouTube or if you have caught us on 
uh, iTunes, Spotify, everywhere and anywhere a podcast could be. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take care. <laughs>